Very good morning to you, brethren. Thanks for having me up here again this morning. Right, so the title of my sermon this morning is In the World, Not of the World. And thank you, um, to Tim, for the uh, scripture reading this morning. And as you have noticed, uh, we read from the New International Version, which I feel explains it a bit more. It's a bit easier to understand uh, and does not take away from the message. So, um, are you all prepared to be entertained? Actually, no. I'm not much of an entertainer myself. Um, but I'll be talking a bit on uh, entertainment. So recently, um, as some of you might know, I flew to Christ Church. Um, and as I sank into my seat, um, you know, I was presented with the uh, entertainment screen in front of me. And uh, obviously, uh, I started browsing, looking for shows to watch. Um, and they've got all the latest, latest movies there, latest shows that, you know, for your picking. Um, as well as all the uh, greatest movies there. Now, just a show of hands here. Does any of these scenes look, or these movie titles look familiar to you? Who, who, is not, who does, has not seen any of these before? Oh, Uncle Rob? No, you have not? Yeah. Sorry, there's no Catry Hepburn or Cary Grant here. There's no Casablanca. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> jokes aside. Um, also, no. Needless to say, I ended up watching uh, Shazam, okay, which is this story of these um, kids, you know, being granted special powers by a wizard, powers of the Greek gods, and he ends up you know, saving the world. Um, so, in our world today, um, the entertainment industry, it's, you know, it's so accessible to us. Um, like a hundred years ago, you know, we didn't have all these things. Um, you know, everything was, you know, if you wanted to watch movies then, you know, had to go to cinemas, and then later on it came on televisions, uh, and then with the, um, you know, digital age, you have all various medias, DVDs, uh, etc. And then now, with the internet age, you have got video on demand, you can watch whatever you want, anytime you want. Um, anything that pleases you. Um, and I still remember the time, you know, flying in the planes that you didn't have a choice what you want to watch. There's just this big screen that dropped down and you watch whatever that was playing there. Uh, but times have changed. And, but why, why are we so you know, engrossed with all this uh, entertainment that we have? What makes it so attractive to us? Well, there are a few things. First of all, Watching movies, watching shows you know, on television and all that, uh, that stimulates our brain to produce different hormones which can give us different uh, feelings. If you watch you know, something calming like a, a musical or romantic comedy, um, your, your stress levels, your hormone levels, uh, your blood pressure also decreases. Um, that's uh, according to some studies. And this is because, you know, uh, these movies, they cause your brain to release cortisol, uh, a stress hormone. And, and then when you see the movie ending, your brain started, starts to produce uh, dopamine, okay, which is a feel-good hormone. And that's why, you know, uh, you enjoy it. So, 
watching movies can also be relaxing for, you know, for people. Um, there was this study that shows that, you know, um, basically by, uh, the study was you know, making whole brain models of neural activity elicited by movie watching. So they studied 170 subjects, you know, let them watch some movies, and then did MRI scans and all those uh, scans of the brain. And then they found that the brain, uh, the brain hierarchy is flatter when they are watching movies, suggesting that the brain is less driven by internal dynamics and, and needs uh, less computation during such uh, activities. And that's why it makes us momentarily feel uh, free from any stressful experience of uh, working and having to solve problems. So basically, watching movies is more restful than resting itself. That's what they're trying to say here. Some people watch movies as a form of uh, escapism. So uh, allows them to, you know, if, if they've got lots of troubles, lots of uh, things messing up their lives, helps them to forget about their current uh, problems, their lives, you know, their jobs or whatever that's uh, annoying them, disconnects them from their daily worries and all the anxieties that plagues their life. Uh, and they happen, you know, uh, movies bring them into a different world for a few hours, um, helping them to escape all this. Um, and then, you know, for the time that they're watching movie, it also allows them to live uh, in a fantasy that's portrayed by the shows or movies. It's like, you know, some people drink alcohol, some people watch movies um, to relieve them of their stress. Okay, uh, and then also can be an addiction as well. Over the uh, last few years, when COVID was rife, many people were quarantined at home. Many had to stay at home. You know, couldn't go to work, couldn't do anything, and all they had was all the video on demand: Netflix, YouTube, Hulu, um, whatever. Um, and that's all they did all the time. And in many more uh, affluent cultures, like uh, you know, like Australia and um, America, uh, this has become an addiction. Right, so, and watching all this uh, media starts to steal your time, your money, and even your mental energy that you could have spent on more worthwhile pursuits. And as with uh, any addiction, uh, over time you get used to it and you, you're seeking more and more greater thrills. Uh, and that's what also drives Hollywood that you know, produces more and more outrageous and more and more exciting uh, movies just to keep the, uh, the people happy. And eventually, for Christians, uh, the lust of entertainment can replace the joy of the Lord. And until, you know, uh, the time where you're supposed to spend with God, you're supposed to study the Bible and all that is seen as an uh, interruption to your pursuit of pleasure. So at that point, uh, the entertainment has replace God as our supreme delight and has become an idol. Exodus chapter 20 verse 3 says, You shall have no other gods before me. And chapter 34 verse 14 says, For you shall worship no other god for the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous god. So entertainment itself can become an idol that creeps quietly through our back doors. And, you know, frequently it's not Notice not so obvious because it doesn't you know, wear a mask of evil like, you know, like a devil worship or things like that. So what's the problem with um, all these uh, movies, shows? Many of us 
we grew up in the era of uh, you know, Disney. Disney started in 1937. So many of us are accustomed to Disney uh, animation, uh, and even these days, you know, movies and shows. And, and even as adults now, because of our previous exposure, we are still, you know, some, some people are still loyal to these uh, uh, Disney products. But like many, you know, 21st century companies and trends, uh, Disney has slowly, you know, gone down the uh, moral spiral that increasingly reflects the immoral society that we live in. So there's a shift, a slow but subtle shift um, away from um, the previous Judeo-Christian worldview, you know, the worldview that we would prefer to instill in our children, uh, towards what the uh, post-Christian society worldview that we live in now. And even Disney cartoons, okay, they do they portray occultism, um, paganism, or New Age religion like in Pocahontas, shamanism, uh, Lion King, and uh, to other, you know, to uh, diff, uh, and other less uh, less uh, lesser issues, I would say, uh, like um, creation of the uh, princess culture, you know, uh, which is a recurring theme of all these. Uh, all these uh, pretty girls, uh, little girls that are, should be treated as princesses and they need a prince charming uh, to make all their problems go away. And more recently, um, to all these um, overt inclusions of LGBTQ uh, and openly gay characters, like, you know, like in this Buzz Lightyear movie just a year ago, where two female characters were kissing. Um, yeah, and Disney's shows are reflecting, you know, what the society believes in. Um, and in a way also because of their portrayal of that, they are also influencing uh, and propagating this culture. You know, all these cartoons, uh, Disney Marvel cartoons also has got uh, these LGBTQ elements. And even this uh, children's movie, okay, um, where the main character has also got uh, two female uh, parents and uh, superheroes that we love, they too are, you know, shown to have different uh, alternative sexual preferences. So, Isaiah 5.20 says, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. These are all um, values and you know, worldview of the society that we do not share. Many of these um, shows, movies, they promote uh, materialism, adultery, sensuality, self-worship, idolatry. Uh, some of them are even uh, anti-Christian or anti-God. Um, they have... Uh, you know, they show cohabitation, premarital sex. Uh, again, all these are against what the Bible teaches us. James chapter 4, verse 4 says, Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that, that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. And Matthew 5, 
28-28 talks about sexuality. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Matthew 6.22-23 says, The lamb of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? And then, you know, um, all the superheroes, movies, um, there are lots of violence, profanity, uh, things that are not good for our Christian soul. Matthew 15, 19, For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, and false false witnesses, blasphemies. And the more we get exposed to this culture, you know, in movies and shows and all that, then uh, over time we get used to this. You know, we hear profane words and all that, we get used to this. And, you know, this is desensitization. Um, Instead of, you know, avoiding them, abhorring them, we get used to them. Um, Another thing that all these movies and Hollywood uh, portrays, uh, even the uh, actors and actresses that, you know, um, uh, featured in these films, uh, they also promote the uh, culture of materialism, of covetousness, greed, and... um, they give this message that you know we cannot be content with what we have, and that has influenced many people as well. You know, wanting to be like the uh, the actor, or actresses, or whoever they idolize, and basically, what Hollywood does, movie industry does, is it creates idols, uh, and then you know shows them to people and get people to follow them. So 1 John 2.16 says, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. So covetousness is a thief that steals our joy, our peace, and our contentment. These are qualities that God wants all of us, his children, to have in abundance. In Luke 12, 15 says, and he said to them, take heed and beware of covetousness, for one's life does not consist of the abundance of the things he possesses. As Christians, we should be contented with what God has given uh, us, what he has blessed us with. 1 Timothy 6, 6, now godliness with contentment is great gain. Brethren, the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence, but that does not mean that we need to desire that Exodus 20, verse 17 says, You shall not covet your neighbor's house, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife, nor his male servant, nor his female servant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, nor anything that is your neighbor's. Right, now your neighbor might, ha- might not have an ox or a donkey, but you know, that's besides the point. Basically what I'm trying to say is, you, know, you do not need to have what other people has just to make you happy. And if we must covet something, then it's better for us to covet, covet the uh, word of God. Right, so, and, and uh, watching you know, too many movies and shows and all that, that also takes away time, time that we can spend with people we love, people around us, our brethren, time we spend with God. 
because all these countless hours, you know, they are just uh, wasted in the screen. Now, it's not all about you know, um, not good, uh, but there are also some benefits that um, you know, can be derived from watching shows and movies. This research shows that it improves the imagination and creativity of you know, children who watch uh, these movies. Well, I guess it helps them when they you know, write essays and um, do their schoolwork. Um, and also watching for students, you know, uh, let's say someone who is learning a second language, watching a, a film in that language can also help them to develop their own language skills. So that's, you know, that's, that's one way that we can use this uh, media to help us uh, in our studies. And uh, some shows or documentaries can also be very educational, uh, teach us about history, about what's going on, about certain cultures and all that. And there are also some movies that can teach us or teach children about uh, values. Um, for example, one of the uh, older Disney movie uh, animations, Pinocchio, 1940. Uh, okay. Back at its time, it was you know, considered very, you know, one of the uh, uh, advanced uh, animation. And it teaches you know, values like uh, honesty, responsibility, and uh, wisdom in choosing friends. Uh, movies also teach us some concept of good and evil, right and wrong. You know, uh, with great power comes great responsibility. I'm sure you all have heard that. Uh, teaches teamwork um, and how to defend the weak as well. There's also elements of self-sacrifice, kindness, loyalty, uh, courage. And watching movies can also be motivational if you find yourself you know, um, drawn to a specific character for someone. For example, someone who has uh, pursued their dreams to overcome the odds. Uh, and that can inspire you to do the same. This 20, uh, study in 2020 uh, shows that you, know, that you can be inspired uh, by watching certain characters uh, in shows. And similarly, witnessing someone overcome a traumatic or challenging situation can also help you understand and experience uh, yeah, their experience and perspective. Okay, one show that, you know, uh, that I watched with the family last, last year was this Overcomer, uh, which was you know, a good family movie. And that brings me to, you know, one of the benefits of watching movies is also a great way to connect with family and friends. Now, um, what I'm talking about entertainment, this is not confined to just watching movies or TV shows, etc. It also applies to um, music, you know, music that we listen to, even certain books or even video games. Um, however, a lot of the uh, secular music that is played over the airwaves, they do not meet the standards uh, for our Christian consumption. And besides that, um, you know, the artists themselves, you know, um, they have also been accused of, um, you know, do it, um, being, you know, uh, involving in the occult, like this uh, Rihanna in the um, Super Bowl performance last, uh, this year, as well as Sam Smith, you know, in the Grammys performance, dressed like a devil. In his singing his song called Unholy. Um, yeah, so many of the secular songs that are you know, played and accepted as the norm, they do have all these uh, uh, 
devilish uh, elements in them, which you know, of course, um, will eventually sink into our subconscious minds the more we listen to them. Um, there are some, you know, nice music that you know um, uh, talks about love and etc. Although they do not mention God, you know, seem pretty innocuous. But you know, we have to be very careful with what we listen to these days. Right, so when we want to, you know, um, you know, enjoy some entertainment, there are a few things that we need to consider before um, doing that. First of all, we need to ask ourselves, you know, what, what, what is my reason for watching this show, you know, or what's my reason for listening to this song? Is there a better use of my time to achieve the same purpose? And does this show contain any material that as a Christian, you know, I cannot hear or cannot view with a clear conscience and a pure mind? Psalms 101 verse 3 says, I will set nothing wicked before my eyes. I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not cling to me. So when, when making our entertainment choices, one good question that we can ask ourselves is, uh, what would Jesus do? Or if Jesus was going to spend this time together with me, will I be happy to watch this movie with him? Will I recommend this movie to him? If not, then should we ourselves be watching it? Does the media that we consume, this, you know, the films, the, the songs that we listen to, does it you know, uh, pass the test of Philippians 4.8, which we read as the uh, scripture reading this morning? Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, in anything is excellent and praiseworthy, think about such things. So are the movies that we are watching, you know, are they true, are they noble, are they pure, are they lovely, are they admirable in the eyes of God? And as Christians, we should have different standards uh, from the world and abstain from all forms of evil. As in 1 Thessalonians 5, 21, 22 says, test all things, hold fast what is good, abstain from every form of evil. Now, entertainment itself, you know, um, movies, you know, they are not necessarily evil. Um, but depends on what the contents are. Everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial to us as Christians. 1 Corinthians 10.23 All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but not all things edify. Which brings us to the next thing to consider. Is the media that we are consuming, does it edify us? Is it, how does it affect our edification? To edify means to build us up. And as Christians, we are to seek after God and His righteousness, Matthew 6.33. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. So when watching this show, 
Okay, will it build up our love for God or our knowledge for Him? Will watching this show further my understanding, you know, to help me communicate and to spread the gospel better to others? Or am I just watching it just for the thrill of it? And in certain movies, can we separate the good from the bad? Can we separate the wheat from the chaff? Can I take the good, you know, the positive uh, teachings from this show and rejecting all the ungodly elements in it? Or does the uh, sinful, ungodly things just overwhelm everything uh, that is good, that is in this show? First John 2, 15 to 17. Do not love the world or the things of, in the world. If anyone loves the world, and love, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. So entertainment is wrong when we allow ourselves to be captivated by the things that displease us the Lord. Romans 1.32 says, Who knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. So, when we excuse you know, a movie's, um, let's say, sexual scene, um, and you know, come up with excuses like it has a good message, or we become you know fans of all these uh, actors or actresses that are immoral. Then you know we are start, we are crossing the line. We are allowing the movies or Hollywood, the film industry, uh, to define our values rather than the word of God. So, do we excuse the language you know and the behavior? Uh, seen in all this film uh, that we would never endorse at home or in church. So if we uh, willingly sit through all these acts of violence and you know, immorality, profanity, and uh, these uh, anti-Christian themes without it bothering our conscience, then perhaps the values that are espoused by Hollywood has invaded our lives. And when our minds have, you know, um, been, have, are entertaining what, that which God has called out, then um, our thoughts and actions will also eventually be affected by it. The next thing to consider is the glorification. As Christians, uh, all that we, should, we do should bring glory to God. 1 Corinthians 10, 31 says, Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. And 1 Peter 4, 11, If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it with the ability, uh, with the ability which God supplies 
that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So even our speech itself, we should speak in a way that glorifies God. And not only that, also our body and our spirit. 1 Corinthians 6.20 says, For you were bought at a price, therefore glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are God's. So basically, our entire lives should be to bring glory to God. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, 11 and 12 says, Therefore, we also pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power, that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. And we need to glorify God so that others will know that we belong to God. Because as Christians, we are you know, oracles of God. Matthew 5.16, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. We should abstain from you know, um, a lot of these shows, a lot of all these movies and music that non-Christians indulge in. 1 Peter 2 Verse 12, Beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul, having your conduct honourable among the Gentiles, that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may, be your good work, uh, they may by your good works which they observe glorify God in the day of visitation. Now, Will non-Christians think of us differently if they see us watching movies with all the uh, evil elements that I mentioned? Will they glorify God? Or will they just think that we are the same as them? And then another thing to consider is uh, how does watching these shows, movies, help us prepare for eternity? As Christians, we have our hope of eternal rewards in heaven if we are faithful here on earth. And if we focus our, on living for eternity rather than the passing pleasures here on earth, then we will have surrendered our resources, our time and our hearts to God. Romans 12.2 And do not be condemned, sorry, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is, uh, what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Also Romans 13, 13 to 14. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. Okay, we don't necessarily have to be committing all this, but if you are watching you know, shows that portrays all this, in a way it also means that we a proof of these behaviours. So how we spend our time eventually defines us. And if the movies or songs are ref is not reflecting the values that we cherish, then we must be very careful how much time we choose to spend with it. So to honour God, we must compare the values portrayed uh, in, uh, in these movies or songs uh, 
against the uh, standard of the scripture. And then we must hate what is evil and cling to what is good. Hollywood and the movies and songs, they flaunt what God hates in our lives. So, um, why, why would God then be indifferent you know, um, to, to us you know, watching all these things that glorify sin? As Christians, we are to seek after God and His righteousness. In Matthew 6.33, if any form of entertainment does not support that goal, then we must obviously reject it. 2 Timothy 3, 1 to 5. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure, rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. I'm sure all these things that we mentioned, you can see them you know, in some form or other in the movies that uh, are very common these days. Now, um, lastly, but also more, most importantly, is we have to consider our children as well um, when we watch these movies or when we allow them to watch or when we are watching together with them. In the Bible, children are considered innocent and pure. Matthew 19, 14 says, But Jesus said, Let the children come to me and do not forbid them. For of such is the kingdom of heaven. It is a big challenge today um, for us as parents to keep children pure in this world where evil is just abound. Um, we're already facing you know, a very dizzying array of uh, problems uh, trying to bring up our children. You know, whether, you know, what school to go to, uh, subjects to take, uh, you know, food to feed them, you know, whether you know, they have got any dietary restrictions. Any, and, and now we have got this minefield of, uh, you know, what shows uh, that we can let them watch and not to watch. So, um, and we can't just go by, you know, there is this classification, film classification, you know, uh, ratings on show that you normally see, whether it's G, whether it's PG, M, you know, um, etc. But we can't just go by this alone. Because this, you know, there might be classifications for uh, violence, sexualities, and all that, but you know, other values, especially with the current uh, gender issues, okay, this classification is not for that. You know, it can still be a G, G film, but you know, it still portrays all these um, new gender thoughts that are currently being propagated. But there are some websites that review all these uh, Disney movies or cartoons uh, to help parents decide if it's suitable for their yeah, children. And there are some Christian-based ones as well. Um, so it is you know, uh, not an excuse for us parents to just let children watch as long as it's a Disney or a cartoon, but we have to make sure that it is also um, something that, um, that does not go against uh, the values uh, taught by the Bible. <clears throat> and... With all this new you know, entertainment technology, we also have all these tools that we can research 
the movies and shows before letting them watch. And it is not an excuse for us that you know we've got no time to go through all this and we just turn on Netflix and let the children watch to their heart's content. Um, Satan is constantly you know, attacking us and trying to slowly change the world, putting perversion into our world. Uh, and we ourselves would be foolish if we were just to pretend that you know, the, everything is still as it was. The world is our friend. And as parents, another thing that we can do is also uh, we can have a dialogue with our children about what they see and what they hear on these uh, shows. Parents, we should train our children in truth from the earliest ages and uh, not to delegate all these moral instructions to uh, the TV screen. And also never assuming that these influences are negligible in the lives of our children. Proverbs 22 verse 6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. The best um, safeguard for our children's developing moral compass is to immerse them in God's word you know, from, from the court. Parents can teach children to recognize error and how to speak up about it. And as, uh, if you're watching a movie or a Disney cartoon together, and if there is something that goes against the Bible, something that's questionable that pops up, that can also be used as a teaching moment. Okay? We can just pause the show, speak to the children, um, comparing what the show portrays against what the Word of God portrays, uh, and show them the contradiction and explain it to them. So, you know, it's a good teaching opportunity. And then, in future, the children will hopefully be able to spot all this uh, and uh, know what is right and what is wrong. Ephesians 6, 1-3 says, Children, obey your parents uh, in the Lord, for this is right. Honour your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you and you may live long on earth. So, you know, for children, if your parents don't allow you to watch movies or certain songs, um, you know, it is for your own good. Um, my children don't listen to any pop music and when our friends talk about pop music, <laughs> they, they had absolutely no idea. But, you know, um, I think that's good. Um, so, in conclusion... God never said to us, you know, you, you shall not have fun. You shall only read the Bible every day. Having a good time is not a sin, but we should pay close attention to the principles that God has laid out to us for living a godly life, and especially when we engage in these uh, leisure activities. First of all, in uh, Corinthians 3.17 says, And whatever you do in, the, in word, or did do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. When we are relaxing and having fun, um, and you know, uh, enjoying this entertainment, we should always make sure that these activities are also pleasing to God, not just pleasing to ourselves. God gives us joy through times of work and rest. Ecclesiastes 5.19, As for every man to whom God has given riches and wealth, and given us did Mark 6.31, And he said to them, Come aside by yourselves to a deserted place and rest a while. For there were many coming and going, and they did not even have time to eat. So it's not just work, 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 but you know, we need time 
to rest, we need time to um, have some leisure activities. But when we do set aside our time for relaxation as uh, Christ did, uh, we should also uh, choose something that is edifying to ourselves. So, uh, whatever a person allows to occupy his or her mind, this will later on um, determine his actions or speech. And uh, this is, you know, uh, behind the premise of Colossians 3, 2, says, uh, set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. And verse 5, Therefore put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, We should take captive every thought and to make it obedient to Christ. Because, you know, as I mentioned earlier, the more we get exposed to these behaviors, uh, you know, uh, we get desensitized to it. And if we keep hearing you know, profane words uh, in movies, in songs, somehow or other, you know, eventually that might creep into our daily speech as well without us realizing it. And this is especially uh, for children who are developing and are vulnerable to all this. Okay. <clears throat> so, um, we know that God does not want us to be influenced by unbelievers, which okay, we, we may associate with them, you know, just as Christ did when he had dinner with sinners and tax collectors, but we should not allow ourselves to be influenced by them, which is why Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 6, 14, 15, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship has righteous and lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with Belial? Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? So by spending too much time watching ungodly movies, listening to sinful songs, we are indirectly being unequally yoked with unbelievers, which will eventually just drag us down. Now, I'm not saying that we should not be, you know, watching anything at all. There are still some shows that can be watched and, you know, which are useful. Um, one of the shows you know, that I like to watch, a series that I watch is The Chosen. Uh, if you do not know this, this is, you know, talks about the uh, ministry, early life and ministry of Jesus okay, um, in a dramatized way. So, you know, although sometimes uh, watching all these uh, shows, they might not be exactly 100% accurate as the Bible, but at least we know that they do not have all these other sinful elements that are commonly portrayed in Hollywood uh, movies. So the ultimate question is, you know, it's not, can I watch movies? But uh, we should also be asking ourselves, would watching movies be the best choice for us? Now, if you are... Christian today and you find yourself under siege by all this entertainment you know, around you, I hope this lesson can be an encouragement to you. Uh, I did this lesson mainly also for myself because you know, I, I fly almost 100 times a year 
And every time I fly, I have, you know, I, I'm a captive audience for an hour on the plane. And, you know, you can just pull up any video you want to watch, which is, you know, yeah, not, not a good thing. Um, but, you know, we should be careful with what we choose to do. And you, you will realize that, uh, you know, my sermon this morning is not just, not about watching movies and all that, but it's about the values that, as Christians, we should have in our lives and things, sinful things in our lives that we should stay away, that we should avoid. All right. And if you're not a Christian, I hope this lesson does not make you feel that you know, being a Christian is to be boring and to deter you from seeking Christ. There are always ways that we can be entertained besides you know, indulging in the same things that attracts the masses of the world. And if our possessions or activities cause us to lose our eternal rewards, then you know, what, what worth are they? What's the point of enjoying all these things when eventually it's going to cause us to you know, uh, lose our lives? And Paul considered knowing, loving, and obeying God to be his highest priority. Philippians 3, 7 to 10, I'll end with this. But what things were gained to me, this I have counted loss for Christ. Yet indeed I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have surrendered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness." which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. And if you're not a Christian, if you want to learn more about being a Christian, feel free to speak to any of us here. Thank you. Thanks for listening.